0: Welcome to the Bet podcast for a Week Football League. Thank you for joining us today. We are here to discuss all the games for the upcoming I'm Week up, in the National, National Football the League. Yes, this is actually our second take. Um, thus far, we've only had to do this in one take, but it's going to take two tonight. So <laughs> we apologize for that.
1: It's uh, fine. Nothing serious. Just a little bit of here a. You guys um,
0: again. Everybody can hear each other. Can we confirm that, guys? No, I can Yeah, Good to go. There was a little bit of delay there, but I think we're okay. We're going to discuss our – oh, boy. What's that, Campbell?
1: No, we're good. We're good?
2: Okay. Uh,
0: I think the the most important question of the night has to be, Alex, can you hear Campbell?
2: Yes, I can hear. I can hear Campbell. Ready to go. We are good
0: to go for week eight of the National Football League. We're going to go through the
2: normal format.
0: For five, five games, games each of us of are choosing plus a best bet that's included in those five games of the week and then plus our teaser play so before we go on to week eight we could reflect a little bit on week seven uh, Campbell by far had the best week of all of us uh, up four units uh, Alex I don't quite remember how many units you were down I think it was two but correct me if I'm wrong um, and then I was two, definitely yeah down to two okay and then I, I was the worst of the week and just talking about that for a minute you know you're going to have highs and lows um betting on the nfl bet on in all sports sports. but i think when when a week like this happens when you have a really down week it's a good opportunity to reflect and just go over you know what you think you might have done wrong how you you can improve going forward so it's 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 important to look at the positives of it and to try to correct as you go forward, and that's what we're here to do and to help you guys learn as well along the way. So, Campbell, let's go to you. You definitely had the, the best week of all of us, up four units. Uh, talk to us about your plays and uh, how you feel like you did overall.
1: Uh, I mean, up four units, nothing to complain about there. Um, we'll start with my best bet, New England Patriots. I mean, easiest bet, best bet of my life. Um, Jets, they're just awful. Zach Wilson was seeing ghosts out there until he got hurt. Um, Bill Belichick running off the score. He has no problem doing that against his rivals. Um, so New England was easiest play I could make. Uh, Colts were my, my two-unit bet. Uh, they came through to me on Sunday Night Football. Um, Carson Wentz is looking like he's finally taking hold of that offense and leading that team in the right direction. Um, the two games that kind of disappointed me, Carolina. I have no idea what happened to them against the Giants. Uh, Sam Darnold looks like Sam Darnold of old. And I'm a Jets fan and not very, it's not a very pretty sight. And then the Eagles, Eagles notoriously slow starters. Um, They just didn't have enough in them to get back in the fourth quarter. So those are my two losses on the week, but overall up four units, it's always a positive to be on the winning side.
0: No doubt about it. Alex, let's go to you. Why don't you just, from week seven, and then we'll go on to week eight.
2: Well, I certainly think – so, like, when I looked at it as a whole, you know, I'm down two because my best bet was a, was a loss. And whenever the Giants are involved, I think, you know, did I get too emotional with that one? Because I was at the Giant game the week before when they lost uh, – what was it, 48-11 to 11 to the Rams, and I was so pissed off all week that I almost couldn't wait to bet against them when it was the Panthers. There was a red flag, though, and the red flag – was that it was only a three-point line. And that yep. means Vegas was begging you to bet the Panthers. And like yep. I said with the Cardinals, which is one that I got right, when it was laying 18 and a half, when Vegas is begging you not to bet the Cardinals, which is why I did it, I should have realized, oh, shit, this is a trap. The Giants going to come out. And, you know, a weird, weird game. The Giants, nope, their injury report was all terrible until 1259 they didn't even get shepherd who they thought they would have. their number one receiver was david sills off the practice squad and they didn't just win the game they dominated the game it was crazy i mean
1: the
2: the panthers and now you can see this week they have another close line but you know certainly the giant panther game um looks like the giant defense getting a little bit better um you'll see what i think about them next week but then um yeah, to me, it's just, you know, read the lines, you know, and there there are a lot of games this week where it's trying to coax you into doing things, and there's other things they don't want you to do. And when I did the Cardinals, because Vegas doesn't want you to bet the Cardinals, I won that easy, and I fell for the Panther trap. So I think that'll be the le- – like you said, take a lesson and move on. That's what I'm doing. So, like, the Panther game, I should have paid attention to why that line was low and, you know – Move forward and try to regroup. In the end, I'm down one for the two weeks, the two shows that we've done. So, you know, not the end of days. It's just one better way. But uh, the Giant Panther game just sort of took over the week. because I had three units on it. So
0: Well, I'll tell so you what. You, you, could, you could hear the emotion in double-digit Del Vecchio's voice when he starts to talk about the New York football giants. And that's a great point. <laughs> that uh, Vegas doesn't give out free money. So when you have those shady lines once in a while, um, you, you got to really look into those before you, you place a bet. And I, I think another good point to bring up is that we, we saw how bad the Giants were the week before against the Los Angeles Rams. And then we saw the performance, at least the defensive performance, that they put on against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. And no team is as ever bad as they look the week before or good. It goes both ways. So there's so much turnover in the NFL. There's so much fluctuation in terms of performance from week to week. That's why they're this, of the this league. league. Um, it's taxing and it's tough to keep up that high performance week to week, or it's it's tough to go defeated as well. You're eventually, you know, teams like the Lions are gonna get that win. Jacksonville's probably gonna pull off another win or two before the end of the year. So um From last week as well and just going into, into my bets from last week uh, I was down four units I believe and I'm down overall eight on the year looking at my plays from last week um, I'll just go over the, the two that hit obviously we all had New England last week and uh, that was pretty much the, the, the easiest one for me even with the Jets coming off of a bye I mean, that, that's how bad the Jets are they, they had two weeks to prepare and they get a 50-burger thrown on them. So we just know how bad the Jets are, even if they have the quarterback <laughs> injury during the game. Um, so, But I think New England is an interesting team to look at this week because I don't think they're as good as what the score indicated uh, from Sunday. So that was good to hit New England. That was only a one-unit play, though. And then I had the Colts uh, like uh, Campbell did. Uh, I have to upgrade the Colts at least defensively because the Niners were coming off of the bye. And it was easy for the Colts to to have a little bit of a letdown here, especially with Tennessee coming up this week. So defensively specifically, and without T.Y. Hilton playing, you have to upgrade the Colts. Even if Carson Wentz didn't do that, that well, I think he, he didn't even hit over 200 yards passing. Uh, and they had a lot of defensive pass interference penalties that set up good field position for them as well. So the Colts are, are an interesting team to read this week as well. But I definitely upgrade them based on the – on the spot that San Francisco had and how Indy still won that game outright as a three and a half or four point dog. Um, and then going to my other plays, uh, Washington, you know, I had him at plus nine and a half. It's just one of those things that happens because it's easy for me to say Washington was the right side, right? Because we saw what happened at Tyler Heineke, how the knee hit before the goal line, they had turnovers. They could have easily covered that nine and a half point spread, but, Turnovers, you can't predict turnovers, and they happen in the game, and usually the bad teams turn the ball over, so that, that's what happens. So, um, and then we can go to uh, Philadelphia, which was the best bet, and um, that was a tough one.
1: Did, did we lose Alex,
0: by the way, Campbell?
1: Yeah, we might have.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we lost Alex. Let me try to get him back in here um, while, we're st- while we're still going on. So a- Alex, uh, we could just talk about Alex for a second. He, he is over for 2 tonight. Um, we had him uh, not hearing, uh, Brian for the first take of the podcast. And now he just randomly just leaves the, the podcast. So uh, a little bit of a, uh, disappointment from Alex this week. So even, even though he might have a, Oh, he's back. He might have a good week in the NFL this week. He's over two in the podcast. Alex, are you there?
2: I'm here. Sorry.
0: <laughs> good. Okay. Um, glad to get you back on. And, um, let me just finish up my, uh, Picks from last week, um, Philadelphia, man, huge downgrade with, with, the, with the excellent spot that they had against the Raiders to put on that performance. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's just not an NFL quarterback. He, he's not even a solid backup. I don't know what that guy is, but he doesn't have the accuracy, doesn't have the pocket presence, makes bad decisions. You, you can't bet on that guy from week to week. Um, they're probably going to get beat by Detroit this week. Wouldn't be surprised. So – Uh, That was a tough beat right there because it was three units. And then Baltimore, you talked about reading the lines, Alex. And that was something that I knew subconsciously wasn't the right play because when you do a teaser, typically you want to go through seven and three. And there was a reason why that game never got to seven. It was either at six and a half and it went down to six. And then since he won the game outright. So uh, just bad handicapping. But that's something that you could learn from. We could look at a game like this week with the Cardinals and the Packers. That game – I think there was a seven out there, but it went away really quickly. It's back down to six and a half, pretty much across the board. So uh, interesting just to read those lines when it's around those key numbers of of seven or three, even, even five or six are considered key numbers now because of the, uh, the, the, the extra point rules and the two point conversions that teams try more often now, but um, just need to read the lines a little bit better then. And then the, the teaser, obviously Ravens were built into that teaser too. So, uh, tough week, but uh, those happens. The best thing you can do is just learn from them, uh, move forward, and then uh, hope you do better the next week. But um, wh- why don't we start with our five plays. Uh, we're going to go to Alex first uh, since he, he was uh, on – he didn't hear Campbell the first time and then he left the podcast, so we're glad to have him back. We're fortunate. <laughs> we have double-digit Dalvecchio. Uh, there is a 10.5 uh, point – uh, point spread with Cincinnati. I'm interested to see if he takes the Bengals this week, and then we also have another big point spread with with Buffalo this weekend with the Rams at at Houston. So, uh, Alex, let's go to your first play of the week. What's it going to be?
2: I'll say I'll save my big favorite for for later, of course. But uh, bet by me. I mean that's automatic um, every week. Game I yeah game I like this week. It's a team that um pulled a win out of the fire last week, which kind of showed you who they are. And I think they're going to keep the momentum going. And it's Cleveland going up against Pittsburgh. Cleveland at home, laying three and a half. Um, Don't like Pittsburgh. I think their offensive line's really sketchy, which is not a place you want to be against Cleveland. I think Cleveland saw their season's mortality flash before their eyes last week, and you saw them respond in a big way. And I like them carrying the momentum forward. I think they're a good team. I think they're a team that, obviously, without Baker, it's going to be tough. But if you watch Brown's games closely enough, Baker – you know, he'll throw, he'll throw the other team a game once in a while. Um, I like Cleveland laying the three-and-a-half um, home against Pittsburgh. I think they're going to have a big effort. Um, I think they, they had a 10-day 10, uh, ten day layoff too. So, going with Cleveland here, lay the three-and-a-half. It's, it's partially pro-Cleveland, but it's also a big Pittsburgh fade. Uh, I'm really not into the Steelers this year.
0: I think it's safe to say that you could cancel out the – the uh, extended rest that Cleveland had, and with the bye that Pittsburgh had, you're talking about a few days. So you pretty much call that a wash. So that's a that's a good look on your part. Interesting to get your opinion on how much of a downgrade is it truly from Baker Mayfield to Case Keenum? Because let's be honest, Baker Mayfield was not playing well before he got hurt. Um, we saw no that Ari- we we saw that Arizona game before he went down. So how how many points would you Move the line from Baker to Case Keenum. I guess my question would be what do you think the line would be if Baker was starting this game?
2: I think, be, I think it'd be five. I think a point and a half is what he'd get you because, you know, the thing he needed surgery on his leg one. That means he didn't just hurt it on that play. He's had it all year. And the Browns in September were really a team that was letting down. People were like, man, why is this team not really executing well? But, you know, Case Keenum, he's no slouch. He's probably one of the better backup quarterbacks you got in the league. And they I don't think it's a downgrade at all. Yeah, and they can just run the ball with anyone. They can put anyone back there, and that O-line is going to shove. And I just think it's a great matchup for Cleveland, and I, I just really haven't liked anything I've seen from the Steelers since they miraculously beat the Bills in week one. If you ever want to know why week one's the hardest week, there you go. But, um, I mean, I don't like the Steelers at all. And I I really like Cleveland, even in terms of, like, an in-season little bit of narrative. You can almost see them, like, just flip that switch last Thursday when they realized, like, hey, if we don't get it together, the season's going to get away from us. And they responded with their best game of the year. So I like them following it up with another big one. I'm probably going to like Cleveland for the next few weeks, actually, to get back into it. Going back to
0: Baker Mayfield, if you look at the entire season of the Browns, I mean when was there a game where Baker just took over the game and said, "Hey, we're going to win this game because of me." You could you could say that he played well against against the Chargers, but they lost that game obviously in a high-scoring uh, contest. But all their other games, man, they were really depending on good solid defense. They beat Minnesota 14 to 7 that one week in a in a really hard-fought defensive matchup. And then you had, you know, subpar wins against Chicago and Houston, but they they were really running the ball really well with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I, I agree with Campbell. I don't think this is much of a downgrade, if, if any, uh, point spread-wise. Maybe it gets to four, but four isn't really a key number. So I think it would still be around that three-and-a-half uh, point margin. Uh, so I'm, I agree with you. Uh, Pittsburgh's definitely a team that is on the, on the downside, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, they and had think, the extended. They had the extended rest, but so do so do Cleveland. So what are you going to say? And I
1: think I think people forget just how serviceable of a quarterback Case Keenum was when he was a starter. Uh, he led teams to the playoffs. He was decent, and it's not going to be much of a change going from Baker to Case Keenum. So I don't see it affecting Cleveland. And also, at
2: all. and also, Camby to to validate what. What's the strength of Case Keenum's game? It's play action off a good run game. It's the best thing he does, and the Browns can run it. So, no, I, don't, I like it. Um, also, too, you know, and this is just from a, a Giant fan narrative, the Steelers, to me, remind me so much of the 2017-2018 Giants where, like, they need to move on from this washed quarterback, but they just can't do it because of reasons beyond the coaching. The Steelers feel so much like that right now. It's like they're just going to keep playing Ben, but they shouldn't be playing Ben because he's, he's just toast. So the Steelers remind me a lot of that. And if you know the 17 or 18 Giants, that did not work out well.
0: Nick, Nick Chubb, uh, running back Nick Chubb and Jack Conklin, the tackle, both expect, expected back for this game. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I believe that Case Keenan was already announced uh, as the starter for this game. Uh, so, possibly, you know, the Browns getting two key offensive pieces back. So, uh, I do lean Cleveland. Not going to be a play. Campbell, do you have a play in this game?
1: I, don't, I do not have a play in this game, but I would be leaving, leaning Cleveland as well.
0: Okay. Well, with that, let's go to you. And let's get your right. first play of Week 8.
1: So, my first play is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals laying 10 and a half against the New York Jets. Um, I think it speaks for itself. The Jets are bad. Um, I know they just traded for (laughs) Flacco this week. Um, It's just a sign of desperation on their part. Uh, Cincinnati, I don't think there's going to be any letting up in Cincinnati. They know they have to play tough every week to get through that AFC North, competing with Baltimore every week, competing with Cleveland every week. And uh, even the Steelers are in the mix there, too. So Cincinnati is going to have to come out playing hard every week. And I don't see them having a problem covering the 10.5 point spread.
0: 10.5, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Mike White, the quarterback, announced as the starter for the New York Jets. I don't know how you could even think about fading a quarterback like Mike White. Um, <laughs> he is just one of the best in the league. So, no, but I, I, I'm with you. Uh, it's either Cincinnati or no play. Uh, I know a lot of sharps are probably, probably going to be in the Jets this week because of how they. They played against New England the previous week, but they are so banged up. And it's not like Zach Wilson was playing like Peyton Manning, okay? But um, this team just does not have the talent to compete with a team like Cincinnati right now. When you look at it big picture, Bengals, probably the biggest win within the past 10 years, arguably, Um, ever since they were going to the playoffs in the late uh, 2000s with Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, all that. So th- this was a huge win for the organization. So it's in human nature to think, fade them next week. They're going up against the Jets. Are they going to get up for this game? Cincinnati has earned to be a double-digit favorite. I know some some people will disagree with that. But based on how they came into Baltimore and just – it wasn't even competitive. I know um, it, that game was close until they scored that uh, last touchdown with the running back at the end of the game. But th- that, that score was not – that that game was not even close. Um, so huge upgrade to Cincinnati. Uh, the truth is, Cincinnati's
1: only Cincinnati is a couple plays away from a missed kick against Green Bay and a bad interception against Chicago from being seven and zero right now.
0: Right, true. And you have to expect uh, players like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to improve as the season goes on. This is a young. This is a young football team, and you have to expect that they're just going to be playing with so much confidence now. So although it's human nature to try to fade them the next week, man, I don't like, I normally don't like teasing big road favorites like this, but if you, if you like a 10 point teaser this week, the Bengals wouldn't be a bad play just to get them to win the game, they're not going to lose this game.
1: we're 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 sticking with the theme of last week. There are just some team, some bad teams that are just bad. And the Jets are one of those teams. No matter how many points they're going to get, they're not going to be able to stick within that point spread. And I mean, you could you could lay probably three touchdowns this mm-hmm. game, and Cincinnati's still going to cover this one.
2: I'm but, with
0: you. And before before I get to my play here, uh, Alex, how many units are you going to be putting on the Browns? One. <laughs> one yeah, unit. Okay. How many units on the on the Bengals?
1: This is only a one unit for me.
0: One unit. Okay. All right. I'll go to me really quick. I'm going to go with Carolina plus three. Uh, I'm going to go with that homage that we talked about earlier on the podcast. No team is as bad as they looked the week before. Uh, Who are the Falcons? Right. They were in the perfect (laughs) spot. They had a bye week. They beat the Miami dolphins who were coming back from the London trip. Usually the team gets the bye after the London game, Miami deferred that and and put their bye week later on to the season, which I feel like was a big mistake. So, if you look at it from this perspective, Atlanta had two weeks to prepare for the Miami Dolphins, and it took a last-minute drive to win the game on a game-winning field goal. Who is Atlanta to be laying three against anybody right now? In my hmm. opinion, this should be closer to a pick Uh Panthers, yes, they're about as bad of a team as that you that you could back right now, based on how they've looked the past two, three weeks. But we talk about team motivation. If there's any week that you're going to get motivation, and performance from a team, it's going to be this. This might be the last game of the season that they're this competitive, or at least how, I, how, how much competitive I believe they're going to be against Atlanta. But this is a divisional game. You're getting that key number of three. I also think uh, Carolina could be a decent teaser option based on the, on the low total uh, at 46 roughly. So uh, Carolina would not be a bad teaser option. Everybody's talking about oh how Atlanta's playing so well. Look out for Atlanta. If they would have just beaten Philly, they you know be four and three. <laughs> blah blah blah. Who is Atlanta beaten? They they beat Miami after a bye week, and they beat the Jets in London. Okay, and the so, Giants and the Giants, um, <laughs> and that, I believe that they won that game um, on a last minute field goal as well. They so, did. So Atlanta doesn't deserve to be laying three points here. Um, 85 percent of the money, according to Wager Talk, is coming in on Carolina. So you're getting probably getting some sharp action on Carolina at that key number three. Probably a good uh, teaser option as well. But I'm gonna put how many units am I gonna put on the on
1: the?
0: Let's uh, just the unit. We're gonna go with the unit just based on how bad Sam Darnold's playing. That's the one thing that that kind of that made me think about playing this game or not was just the uncertainty of the quarterback position. But if you're going to get a decent performance from Sam Darnold, it's going to be this week based on how he was benched uh, in the middle of that Giants game. So give me Carolina plus three. Uh, do you guys have uh, any leans or do you have a play in this game at all?
1: I do have a play in this game. This is, this is my two-unit game. Uh, I am going two units on the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. So we're going head-to-head head on this one. Oh, uh, I love it. I think Atlanta – I think Atlanta's starting to hit their stride a little bit. Kyle Pitts is finally playing, like, the number six pick that he was or whatever he was. Three. Uh, Number three. Was he three? In front of Jamari Chase. Okay, so the number three pick. He's starting to finally play like it. Um, Their offense is starting to get a rhythm. And I think Carolina, I think that loss to the Giants last week is going to hang over their heads for a while. I think uh, they're – definitely on a down slope right now. Um Carolina, Atlanta's gonna play well in, in front of their home crowd. They're gonna uh cover they're gonna win the game and lane three. Um I think that's an easy bet for Atlanta to win, so it's gonna be two units for me. Um at worst I think I'm getting a push out of it. Okay. Alex, do you have any play in this game?
2: Uh, I don't. Only because um you know two bad teams. So, you know, two bad teams. I don't trust either coach. I don't trust – I probably would trust Ryan over Darnold, but I do like your your theory that, you know, the same logic of how the hell did the Giants win last week. You could say, oh, how the hell did Carolina win this next week. Um, I don't have any, any play or any feel for this game. I, I've hated the Falcons all year. Um, I liked the Panthers until last week, so I'm, I'm staying a country mile away from Panthers-Falcons. We do know that Christian McCaffrey
0: continues to be out. He's on injured reserve week nine, Not
2: Yeah,
0: week nine. So um, we'll see what happens if Carolina could get a win here before he comes back in a few weeks, that might be beneficial, but uh, we will see how that game pans out uh, while with you, Alex, let's go to your second play of the week.
2: Second play best bet of the week. And I'm sorry to regurgitate something Campbell said before I am doing, man, I hope you're sitting down or first of the year. Four-unit play. Oh, my wow. god! Stop the presses. What? Stop the four-unit. And I'm telling you, it's going to work out a lot better than the Panthers Giants did last week. <laughs> we have to
0: get Is a this... siren or some sort
2: of siren. Yeah, effect. When yeah, I know. We need, we need We need A four-unit play.
1: Is this, like, your best bet of the season?
2: Bet, well, you know, until I go against this team next week. <laughs> but bet on the Bengals. Lay in ten and a half. I don't want to just throw up all the things Campbell said to you before. But the Jets are that bad. And the Raven defense, and I I watch the Ravens religiously because I got Lamar Jackson in every league you could have him in. The Raven defense does not get embarrassed very often. They couldn't stop the Bengals with 14 men on the field last week. That was such an impressive game for the Bengals. Jamar Chase is becoming a superstar. Joe Burrow, they can protect him, and he's just slicing and dicing. They are – the Bengals are ready to roll. And just I, – I haven't seen a team do that to the Raven defense in a long time. There were not BS turnovers in it. It was just the Bengals getting the ball at their own 25 and going eight plays in a touchdown six times in a row. And now you got the Jets. The only question you would have is, well, off a huge division game against a terrible Jet team, going on the road, all those things, but I think the Bengals still look at themselves as the underdog in every game. I think the Bengals all year are going to look at themselves as a team with a chip on their shoulder, look for this to be a slaughter. I also think they'll cover the over on their own. I'm not going to play the over-under, but 42 is really low for any NFL game. But Bengals, four-unit play, love them, smash it. With a low total of 42 and with the Bengals laying
0: 10.5, Vegas calling for the, the double-digit blowout win. We will see what happens. Uh, do you guys know off the top of your head what the odds are for the AFC North?
2: Series? Uh, give me a second. I'll, I'll get it in a minute. You can keep going. It'll be interesting
0: to see how that adjusted after last week's game. Um, but you, you got to think that the Bengals might be a slight favorite now. Baltimore might still be the favorite. Uh, wish I had this on the on the top of my head here, but uh, Cincinnati definitely playing for the division here, and they they have a chance to get uh, get up on a game with uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, so, having a having a bye week.
1: According uh, according to DraftKings, they still have the Ravens at minus minus one hundred and five favorite to win the AFC North. Bengals jumped into second at plus two hundred and fifty. Uh, Browns two hundred and fifty. Browns right behind them at plus three hundred and fifty, and the Steelers at plus fifteen hundred.
0: Interesting. Um, I wonder what the odds were before last week's game. That could have been some good value with the Bengals, but I'm sure it it, it went down after their their big win against Baltimore. But uh, looking at Cincinnati's schedule, um, they have a re- chance to really do some damage here. After they play the Jets, they got Cleveland uh, in a huge divisional matchup at home, and then they have their bye, and then they played teams like Vegas, Pittsburgh, uh, and then they have a little bit of a stretch here with the Chargers and the Niners, depending how you feel about them. And then they finish up uh, the last quarter of the season with uh, at Denver, the rematch against Baltimore, Kansas City, and then at Cleveland. So if the Bengals are going to win this division, they're definitely going to earn it, especially at that last, last quarter of the season. Um, with that being said, is it my turn?
1: Your second game.
0: I just second gave game. my second, so yep. All right, we got the first four-unit play in the history of Bet with Chet. There is history going on tonight, ladies and gentlemen.
2: (laughs) All right, one for every time I get disconnected.
0: (laughs) Well, you just had your best bet, so I might as well just do mine as well. Uh, My best bet is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers minus five and a half over the New England Patriots. I'm looking at the situation for the Chargers They went into the bye week possibly as disgusting as you can go into a bye week with a blowout loss against Baltimore. Uh, They got to be feeling terrible about themselves going into the bye, but they had that opportunity to just recoup uh, to get better going in uh, to the second half of the season. And if you look at new England, they're coming off of a blowout win against the jets. Now they go on the road chargers obviously have two weeks rest. It's just uh, the perfect spot for the chargers. So although it's a little bit of a, bigger number that I like to lay Uh, chargers. They're going to come out firing here. Uh, I think in this game, you're going to see what the difference is between an elite quarterback and a good quarterback. And in my opinion, Justin Herbert's an elite quarterback and Mac Jones at this point in his career is a good quarterback. Could he be elite someday? Sure. But right now he's not. So I think that's going to be the difference in the ball game. Um, Give me the chargers minus five and a half. I'll put three units on the chargers. Guys, do you have a play in this game?
1: I do not have a play in this game. Um, the Chargers, I love the Chargers as a team. Their coaching is what scares me. The tendency to go for it on fourth down in situations that don't call for it kind of puts their team in compromising positions a lot of the time. Um That's what got out. That's what let the Ravens game get out of hand. They went for it twice inside their own 25 on fourth down when the game was still within reach. That's pretty bad. Not, it was not necessary and it just allowed them to uh, lose control of the game. And that's what scares me with the Chargers. Um, On the other hand, Patriots, I mean, it's hard. Like, they had a great game against the Jets last week, but you can't put everything on one game because the rest of the year they've looked average at best. So it's a game I'm easily going to fade.
0: Alex, any thoughts on this game?
2: I, I, I actually probably would have leaned Patriots. I'm not on the Justin Herbert Express the way everybody else is. I think he, he fattens up against bad teams. I think that his best stat games are in losses. I, I would go, I would have, I'm not playing it. If I was, I might've gone Patriots because, you know, can be, I can tell you this, if you have a coaching disadvantage, there's one team you don't want that against. And that's the one they're about to play. And, you know, the Patriots have a tendency to lock in. And then all of a sudden for six weeks straight, they
1: just start mauling people and they look pretty locked in last week. The, the one thing the one thing that the Chargers have going for them, the Patriots lost a lot of their secondary in that game against the Jets. And the Chargers love to air it out. So I think the Chargers can attack some of these new guys that New England are going to have in the secondary this week.
2: They could, but they, they definitely yeah. accept that the Patriots – like Bill Belichick's a secondary coach. He loves playing three and four high anyway. You know, I just – the Chargers don't really run the ball enough. For me, against a good team, I, I, I just don't love the Chargers the way other people do because I don't love Herbert, and I think he's going to turn it over. But we'll see. I'm not playing the game, so obviously your guys' opinions is stronger than mine.
0: Looking at the injury report for these two teams, the Chargers look pretty healthy. Uh, Mike Williams had a full participation in practice with the knee injury. Uh, New England, pretty much the same. They didn't have any players that didn't participate, but they had a lot of limitation or limited availability with players. Uh, So, like Campbell said, a little bit banged up at at, uh, key positions and with key players, players like Dante Hightower. um, Even their kicker Nick Folk has a left knee injury, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But uh, a little bit of a motivation. I'm not sure how much this even goes into the line. It probably doesn't go into the line at all. But the Chargers and Patriots did play last year, and that was in Herbert's rookie year, and they were blown out. I think it was 40 to nothing. I don't think the Chargers even scored in that game. And that was in LA as well. So I don't know if that's, if that has any motivation for the Chargers to play well this year, but that was the one game where Cam Newton actually looked like a serviceable quarterback and they just destroyed them on special teams as well. So I think, I think deep down Belichick knows that he doesn't have the better team uh, this year, but I think he's going to try to have that coaching advantage. Like you spoke about Alex And uh, I think he's going to try to win this game on special teams again. So it's going to be important for Herbert to have a bounce back from that Baltimore performance and let's see how it pans out. But that's going to be my next play. And with that being said, let's
1: go to Campbell for your third play of the week. My third play of the week. uh, We're going to go down to the New Orleans Tampa Bay game. Um, Tampa Bay laying five and a half against New Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay. uh, They're going to be a one unit play for me. Um, their defense is starting to look strong. They shut down Justin Fields and I don't think Jameis Winston is too much of a different quarterback as Justin Fields is at this point. I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to get turnovers off this New Orleans offense. I know New Orleans just got Mark Ingram back, so they got their thunder and lightning package back again. (laughs) But Tampa Bay has got that front seven that can shut down the run and put pressure on Jameis Winston and force those turnovers. Uh, If I'm able to keep it under a touchdown, I think uh, that's going to be a good play. So Tampa Bay minus five and a half for one unit. From-
0: Short week for the Saints as well, playing a Monday night against Seattle in a subpar performance. That game could have could have gone either way. Um, if it wasn't for that, you could argue that the Saints could have won that game by double digits if they didn't have that DK Metcalf touchdown at the beginning of the game. Uh, I believe it was – over 80 yards. So that that was the only big play of the game. So that game could have gone either way. Uh, but short week for the Saints. Uh, Tampa's clearly the better team. Um, we're going to give you six, Campbell. Is that okay? We're going to go by the DraftKings lines?
1: That's fine. I'll take six. Okay.
0: All right, so we got Long, one unit. It's under seven. It is certainly under seven. We got one unit for Tampa, uh, minus six. Tom Brady is playing at such a high level. Uh, he continues to just defy – the aging process. I'm not sure what his secret is. If it's that trainer that he had that the Patriots didn't like, or it's his vegan diet. I don't know what the heck he's doing, uh, but he's doing something right. And he's uh, the
2: t- he's, uh, he's not running. Ups. He's not running. That's what he does well. That's why these other quarterbacks don't last.
1: And now that he got 600 out, 600 uh, touchdown out of the way, or whatever it was, um, the pressure's off for him to do that this week. Uh, He's going to have a more free reign of play calling. And I think that Leonard Fournette is going to show up big in this game.
2: I have a a play on this game as well, Chetty, if I can give it. Okay, let's hear it. I have a two-unit play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was thoroughly unimpressed with the Saints on Monday night. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball a lick. Nobody runs the ball on the Bucs. I mean, even last year when they were bad, no one runs the ball on them, which means they're going to get Winston in a third and long. I didn't love what I saw from Winston on Monday. The Seahawks defense is not as good as the Bucks defense, even going exclusively from a Saints perspective. Don't love the matchup for them. And the Bucs were wearing that blowout against the Saints the entire season last year. When they got blown out by the Saints, everyone said Brady shot. The Bucs aren't real. They're not going to make it. It was held against them all the way till they held the Lombardi Trophy. They want to go into this game and obliterate the Saints. I promise you, they are motivated for this game. They're going to kill them. Two units, lay the six, love the
0: Bucks. It looks like it's going to be up to Famous Jameis going up against his old team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so that'll be an intriguing matchup. I wonder how many times they're going to be talking about that on the commentary during the game. I mean, yep. we get it. He used to be a Buccaneer. He was terrible then. He's terrible now. Oh, um, does anybody know if Taysom Hill's coming back this week for the Saints or is he still out? I believe he's still out. Still out. And I think that just puts more pressure on, on Winston. And, and you have Tampa Bay. I believe they have a bye week in week nine. So a little bit uh, motivation trying to go into the bye week strong. You know Brady's going to be ready for that. So uh, lean Tampa Bay there, but uh, no play for me on that game. Uh, And while I'm on my next play, let's see, which one should I do? I did the Chargers best bet. That's going to be a three-unit play. Why don't I go with that game that we talked about off-air briefly? I'm going to go to the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, A little bit of value is gone, and we could talk about this a little bit in terms of how that point spread moved over the past 24 hours. Uh, It did open up. Uh, the look-ahead line, I should say, was two-and-a-half, uh, Indy laying two-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, that did change after Tennessee's performance against Kansas City last week. But it quickly went up to Tennessee uh, minus one. I think there was even a one-and-a-half out there. I don't believe it got to two. But uh, what you're seeing now is it just swinging to Indy. There's even an a Indy minus two line at Circa. Uh, there's a, there are a few ones and a one-and-a-half as well. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on that line move uh, because you're not going through key numbers, but I believe this is just the books trying to have some teaser protection because you probably got a lot of teasers with the Colts getting them above a touchdown. So if this line moves a little bit more, you can get some value on the Titans and teasing them up over a touchdown. So the fact that it moved to Indy to stop teasers going on Indy tells me that Indy might be the right side in this game. So I'm going to lay the point with the Colts. Uh, I think the way that the Titans have played these past two weeks, uh, they've gotten a lot of turnovers. Uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They have played at a very high level. I don't think they could keep that up from week to week. Uh, they're definitely a good football team. Uh, the Colts playing a little bit of stingy defense. I liked how they played against San Fran, especially with San Fran coming off the bye. Uh, causing turnovers, uh, playing fast and quick to the ball. I really like the way the Colts are playing on defense right now, which is taking the pressure off of Carson Wentz, who statistically is doing really well. And I think he's going to get better as the year goes on. 11 touchdowns, one interception the entire year. I believe he has a 106 quarterback rating. is going to be key for them in this matchup, uh, being that they lost to Tennessee earlier in the year and with, The Titans getting those two big wins against um, the Chiefs and the Bills, both in Tennessee. So now Tennessee has to go on the road. Uh, I believe that the momentum is a little bit more with the Colts. And based on Indy's record, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more urgent in their play, that they need this win to stay in the division race. Uh, So give me the Colts, minus one. Um, Have to watch an injury report because T.Y. Hilton may actually be back this week. And I know they had some injuries in the secondary against the Niners. Uh, Rocky Sin did practice as well on a limited basis, but uh, Xavier uh, Rhodes was also injured. Was it Rhodes or Howard? Which one is it? Who's on the Colts? I always get them mixed up. Anyway, it's Xavier something, the, the star cornerback for the Colts. He didn't practice today, so we'll see if he does pick it up by the end of the week, but give him the Colts minus one. Uh, any play in this, guys?
2: This is a very strange line to me. I mean, I'm, I'm so far off of where this line – this is one where I'm going to learn my lesson from last week and I'm not going to bet it because I thought, like before the game, if you asked me who'd be favored, I would have said the Titans would have been a field goal favorite in this game. I was very surprised that the Colts are favored with the way the Titans are playing right now and that the Colts were basically, you know, left for dead and then, you know, they beat a bad San Fran team it's very surprising to me that the Titans are not favored in this game. Stay in another one. You just stay away from because I don't trust the line. But if you go talent versus talent, I mean, to me, the Titans are a much better team and Julio and AJ Brown are only getting healthier. And they, they started to get a bit of a rhythm with that last week. Just very surprised by this line. I, I, I don't trust it. So it means you're probably right, Chet, but it scared me. So I'm not betting the game, but I would have leaned Tennessee easy before the game. So, very stunned that they're getting points
1: there. I'm with you, Alex, on that, too. Um, When the line opened up at Colts minus two and a half and then quickly went to Titans minus one, I was like, all right, Vegas Vegas is getting right on this spread. Because I'm with you. I think Titans should be favored in this game also. Um, And as you said, The point I I was going to allude to also was how healthy the Titans offense is starting to get. Um, They're dangerous with Derrick Henry, and they're only going to become more dangerous when that receiving core becomes fully healthy too, and they're getting there. Um, I think Indianapolis is playing well right now, but I think Tennessee's on a different level, and I would be leaning Tennessee. Um, I'm actually looking at probably adding them to my teaser this this week, so uh, when we get to that part of the segment, um, I'll be talking about this game a little more.
0: All good points, and I definitely hear what you guys are saying. And the one thing that did concern me with the Colts, and I'm, I'm still going to go with the Colts, but uh, one thing that did concern me with the Colts was their turnover differential. T- typically, I, I like to fade teams that that are top ten in turnovers in the league because eventually that's going to regress to the mean. They can't keep getting turnovers every week and winning ball games because if you win the turnover battle, you normally win the game, right? So the Colts are actually second in turnover differential at plus nine. um, And the Titans are actually negative one. So the fact that Tennessee is playing at such a high level and they're still kind of middle of the pack in turnovers is pretty impressive. So can the Colts keep up that turnover differential? I don't know. But this week, I think they could just keep it going for another week. But all good points. I, I definitely understand what you guys are saying. I think it's definitely going to be a tight game. I, I don't, I don't know if Vegas knows what to do with this game. <laughs> I, you know, it's been bouncing around all week, so we'll see how it closes. I don't think it gets to three either way. No. I think it's going to stay between. Uh, I think
1: it's going to stay between minus one plus one, depending on which teams become favored. It's just going to, it's going to be pretty much in that pickup range. I think.
0: I'm with you. I I think if you tease this game either way, as long as you can get above seven, you're probably going to you're probably going to cover. Right. But um, it's just going against a spread that is a little bit more of a risk. But I think teaser wise, as long as you can get it over seven uh, and that looks to be uh, we'll see what happens closer to game day, because you're probably going to get more public action on the Titans just based on how they've been playing over the past two weeks. So that it might go back to Tennessee and then you could tease Indy over. I don't know. We'll, we'll, We'll see. But, um, uh, Campbell, let's let's go to your fourth play of the week.
1: All right. My fourth play of the week, mark it down. Detroit Lions are winning their first game this week. Oh, boy. Um, the Detroit Lions, they're playing hard for Dan Campbell. They came out the gates this last week. Um, just let it go in the second half, though. They couldn't keep up with the Rams' high power offense. Um, Philadelphia is a different story, though. Uh, I don't think – they're going to have any problem with uh, Jalen Hurts this week, I think Detroit's going to get their first win. And seeing three and a halves out there, um, if I could get more than a field goal with Detroit, a team that I think is going to win straight up, I'll gladly take the plus three and a half and say thank you for my two units. And Detroit is going to win the game.
0: Who are the Eagles to be laying three and a half against anybody? They had the spots of all spots last week, and they put up a dud. I know that Jalen Hurts turned the ball over uh, in the red zone, could have could have tied it up. It probably should have been a field goal game. But who are the Eagles to be laying three and a half against anybody? And I'm with you on Detroit. I don't have to play in this game, but I lean Detroit. I like what Detroit did against the Rams last week. They came out. They did the fake punt. They were trying to do trick plays. To, they came out with the onside surprise onside kick. That, that tells the players that the coach is trying to win. Even though when a coach does those types of things, you're pretty much conceding that you're not the better team, but at the same time, you're letting your players know, Hey, I'm going to do everything I can coaching wise to win this game. You need to do your part too. And I agree. I think that's going to carry over into next week against Philly. I, I think Detroit gets their first week, uh, their first one of the season as well. Alex, do you have a lean or a play in this game?
2: Um, I, I like the Lions in this game. I um, Eagles are tough to figure. You know, the Eagles, if you just take them at face value, they got their doors blown off by the Cowboys. They really shouldn't have been on the field with the Raiders last week. Jalen Hurts looks really bad. They have a bad coach. You know, it's just – it's almost like the only thing stopping me from going with Detroit is that I just feel like – the Eagles are more of a six or seven win team than they are like a three win team. And if they lose this game, then they're, they're going to go four and 13, five and 12. Um, I, I decided to stay away from it just because I don't trust the Lions. And I think the Lions gave you a great effort with the Goff Stafford game last week. Um, but I certainly, yeah, I would, I, I would take Detroit in the three, but it's hard to, it's, it's hard to figure the Eagles. You know, the Eagles are just an inconsistent – like they traded Ertz. I don't know if they had a letdown off trading Ertz. You know, you think that could have been why they played bad against the Raiders? But I I thought that was strategic to get Goddard more involved. It's Um, possible. I mean, the Raiders didn't
0: offensive weapon didn't even play. And they still just blew the walls off. Derek Carr looked like a glorified – First ballot Hall of Fame. Did you
2: see? Did you see the stat about the Eagles? What's that? No quarterback in NFL history has ever com passes for a complete season. Obviously, that'd be impossible. But so far this year, the Eagles, in every game they've allowed, are allowing more than eighty percent completion against the quarterbacks they're playing. That's how that's bad. Really bad. S- that's how bad they're saying. he is. Yeah.
0: So That's really bad. I think yeah. the offense is, is playing so poorly that it's putting so much pressure on the defense to keep him in games. But when I, when I watch Jalen Hurts, to me, the vibe I get is that the coaching staff is just not utilizing him correctly. He is not a drop back passer. And there are too many times I'm seeing him on third and eight, third and 11, third and 12, third and 15, dropping back they're getting into bad down and distance situations i mean there are games
2: and, where sanders ran the ball four times i mean sanders has had right, a couple of games right. this year with like four carries for nine yards they don't run the ball i have no idea who thought this marriage of coach and quarterback was a good idea but this might be a run.
0: this might be a one and done coaching staff for the it Eagles. could be. i would not it be, be surprised yep. Uh, based on who's going to be available next year, I, I don't know if Lincoln Riley is finally going to make it into the NFL. But they have to find somebody if they think that Hurts still has that potential. I don't think he's a starting quarterback. I don't think he's in, he's even a solid backup. I think he's like maybe a good utility player, like a Taysom Hill. Uh, I don't see him as a as a every down player, in my opinion. Uh, but that that that's just me. Uh, do you think Campbell? Do you think the Eagles are going to be one and done as a coaching staff?
1: Oh, absolutely! I think, I mean, I think we all questioned the hire day one when it was made. Like, who is Nick Sirianni? He, like, he, he's not a play caller. He's not someone who's going to elevate the quarter, the young quarterback play. I think they need to find a good offensive mind, especially if they plan on sticking with Jalen Hurts. They need someone to be able to develop him, and that's not. Suriame.
0: well they're certainly stockpiling all those first round draft picks so if if they need to get somebody in here coaching wise this would be the perfect time to do it to just go in full reboot uh, rebuild mode uh, and they're kind of hinting at, at at moves with that already after they traded zach erst uh, you know he was a le- leadership player for that team for many many years so if, if you if you're gonna turn things over after one year this is the perfect time to do it with all that that draft um, stockpiles of picks that they have, so it'll be interesting to see. But I, I think Philly is just in full in full free fu- uh, free fall right now. But we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Uh, Campbell, how many Ale- uh, how many Alex? That, that makes a lot
2: of sense. Uh, how many? How many, how just, many one, it's just one, baby. Just one. one. There's only one <laughs> double
0: digit Deggio, baby. baby. Uh, how many units do we have on the Lions plus three and a half? Two. Two. All right. Uh, is it my turn? Right. No,
2: Alex, your turn. Fourth play. Oh, okay. Play two units. So we're putting a lot of units up at stake this week, but I like the card this week. Um, It wouldn't be a day if I had to go fearless against a 14 and a half point spread. There it is. The Los Angeles Rams blowing the doors off the Houston Texans on a tee for you. This is again, 14 and a half. This is Vegas saying, don't bet it. Don't bet it. Don't bet it. I'm going to bet it. I'm going to win it. Just like I did the Cardinals laying 19 last week. No fear. The Rams are so good. Just so good. I mean, last week, the Lions, like you said, they pulled out all the stops. They got punts. They were getting – they were successful fake punts, successful fake field goals, and the Rams won going away. The Rams will kill the Texans. Easy game. Easy money. Two units. Four, what is it? 14 and a half? No problem. 14 and Take a half. the Rams. Okay. How many units you got? Two
0: on this one. Two units. Still, we have an unknown at the quarterback position for Houston this week. As of right now, uh, we're looking at Mills again at quarterback. But from what I've been reading, the Texans might be getting Tyrod Taylor back, uh, designated from IR. We don't know if he's going to start yet. So that's probably something that we'll learn close to game time. Uh, but I don't know how much that's going to move the spread. D- do you think? Let me ask you this: What do you think the spread is if Tyrod Taylor is announced as a starter? I don't think it matters. I think it's the same. I, th- I,
2: think, I think so. so.
1: I, th- I think it dips under two touchdowns. I think. It, I think he'll it, it, get about maybe minus thirteen 12. and a half. Twelve. Th- okay. Yeah, I think. I think. I think the difference between Tyrod Taylor and Mills is a good two points.
2: I'm I mean, you, you. You yeah. just
1: saw. I mean, Brandon Cooks is the most suspected guy on that
2: team. Did you see what's going on with him this week? Oh, he—he's fuming. Oh yeah, he's he, fuming because he traded Ingram away.
1: Yeah.
2: So I mean, they're a lost locker room, a coach who's out of touch, a franchise that doesn't care. They're, I think they're playing for the number one overall pick. They're probably going to get it. Um, and you have the Rams, who I—I I think I would pick the Rams to be the best team in the I think I would pick the Rams to win the Super Bowl right now this is on a tee for you be not afraid of that spread just go after it. you'll get it double digit
0: Dalvecchio strikes for the second time this week uh we have six combined units on the double digit uh road favorites this week so uh typically that's been a good bet these double digit road favorites tend to cover and in general this year over 60 percent uh are covering as road favorites in the NFL this year. Uh, so home field advantage seems to be dissipating uh, for sure in the NFL. Uh, you would think that would change with uh, with what happened in 2020 with obviously uh, no crowds being in some stadiums and, and the COVID restrictions and all that. But uh, we thought that there'd be some home field advantage returning, but that has not been the case this
1: year. So bad teams uh, who, are just bad.
0: It's, it's true. Bad teams are just bad. Some teams are just unbettable. Uh, even if the number is enticing. Uh, so with that, I'll go to my fourth play. I'm going to pull a double digit Dalvecchio. It doesn't sound as good. It's going to be a double digit Forchetti. Uh, I'm going to go to Miami at Buffalo and I'm going to lay the 13 and a half. I think getting the bills under two touchdowns is a really, really good price, uh, based on uh, how good of a team, uh, Buffalo is I'm going to get them at 13 and a half. Um, Miami is just one of those teams that are really, really, really bad. I I know Tua came back, and I know he played decent last week, but he did have a couple turnovers in that game, and that ended up costing him uh, the matchup against the Falcons. But uh, we talked about um, one of my earlier plays with the Chargers going into that bye week on a sour note with that blowout loss. Same case for the Bills. They, They had that heartbreaking loss against Tennessee right before the bye week. They're going to have more motivation coming out of the bye, playing a, a divisional opponent in the Dolphins, with, even with how bad they are. But uh, give me the Bills, laying the 13-and-a-half. I think Josh Allen has something to prove now. I think I think, I think think they were smelling the cheese a little bit too much before that Titans game, and I think they needed that loss to kind of bring them back down to earth a little bit. So I expect a good effort from the Bills. Uh, I'll lay the 13-and-a-half, and I will put just one unit on the Bills. Any thoughts on this game, guys?
1: I, I love Josh Allen. Like, I, I think, think he, he is, is one elite. of the elite quarterbacks in the league. Only thing about Buffalo, they need to get a running game to help them out. Uh, they can't keep relying on just Josh Allen as their main runner and a passing game. They need to be able to get a running game to mix it up and open up that passing game even more. Um, but with that said, the Dolphins Dolphins are bad. And I think Buffalo should have no problem. If I was, if I was playing this game, I would definitely lean Buffalo under the two touchdowns as well. Um, but I'm not going to be touching this game.
0: It's possible that the Dolphins, uh, or I should say, Ryan Flores, uh, I read some reports earlier this week that he seems to be losing the locker room. Not sure how much truth there is to that, but uh, when you start reading press clippings like that, it really, really makes you ponder and think about uh, going against that team and fading him. So uh, easy fade. It's equally uh, a strong lean or a strong play on Buffalo as it is a fade against Miami. Um, I don't know if he if that head coach, uh, Brian Flores, I don't know if he survives as well. Uh, Philly and Miami, we could be talking about of them. Yeah, I I think so. Tua might be traded. Uh, I'm not sure. It seems like Deshaun Watson is going to be traded every week, but nothing ever happens. We'll see what happens before the trade deadline. But Buffalo is going to be my play there. I'm just going to put a unit on it. Campbell, give me your final play of the week.
1: Um, all right, so we're going to make. Sorry, we're going to go to you. Yep. Okay, so I am going with my best bet of the week here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins over the Denver Broncos. Um,
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. Spread I'm getting is right. Plus three. Is that what you yeah, got?
0: I see a plus. I see consensus three. There is a three and a half out there at circa. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so
1: consensus yeah. 3 I will take the plus 3 with the Redskins. Um I mean you look at the stats last week. The Redskins won the time of possession. They won they outgained the Packers by about 150 yards in the game. 0 for 4 in the red zone. That's not going to happen to them every week. Yep. I mean they're not going to they're not going to stumble and fumble inside the red zone like that like they did last week. Um Denver I I mean Denver started 3-0 but I think You look at the opponents they played in those three weeks and you see that they were a fraud 3-0 team. Um, They haven't been the same since and I think they're going to continue their slide. I think Washington is going to um, finally get on the winning side of this. Uh, Heineke Heineke's not a terrible quarterback. He is serviceable and he's going to lead the Redskins to a a win straight up this game, but getting plus three is even better so I'm going to take The Redskins plus three for three units this week. Von
0: Miller did not participate in practice today. Uh, Key defensive player, obviously, the defensive leader for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Interestingly enough, Teddy Bridgewater not on the injury report for the Broncos. And if you looked at that Thursday night game against Cleveland last week, it looked like Teddy Bridgewater was about to apply for Medicare or Social Security as well. That guy was limping around the entire field. I'm shocked that he's not in the injury report, but you know something is wrong with him. When you saw him, just his overall body language and how he was walking around, you know something's not right with him. So uh, definitely lean Washington as well. Alex, do you have a play in this game or a lean?
2: Yeah, you can hear me? Yes, sir. I lean, I lean Denver. I, I think Washington is actually one of those awful teams this year. They've been so bad. For so, I mean, they they don't get any pressure with that vaunted D line. I actually do hate their quarterback. I don't think he's any good at all. I mean, they're bad. I mean, what what are they doing to show you they can that they can win a game? And Denver, I, I agree. There's a there's a reason to fade Denver here. But if it's Bridgewater or it's Heinicke, I'd go I'd go Bridgewater. Um, I just it's it's a pure anti-Washington play. I hate Washington. I think they've been bad all year. I think their defense is overrated. I think the Broncos are getting Judy back, which should give them a bit of a, a lift because now they can finally unleash Sutton and Judy, and Fant, which was kind of the design all year. I would lean, down, not betting it, but I, w- I would lean that way. I'm not putting any money on Washington, and, and if it's Camby's best bet, that just shows you how wrong I am. But um, <laughs> I would not, not trust Washington with my money this year.
1: And that's why there's, we're changing the show, name of the show to Bambi's Best Bets.
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. We'll see what happens,
0: but <laughs> there's a there's a lot of hate going around with the Redskins. Sorry, I, that is a that's a bad word. I can't say that. The, with the Washington team, with the with the football team. A lot <laughs> of hate going around. It, what a great transition. We went from Campbell confessing his love for Josh Allen all the way to the hate for the Washington football team. So it's a love and hate kind of podcast. <laughs> and that's what you're gonna get here week to week.
2: I got I got so something
0: has gotta give. Why well, something's I gotta, gotta give I gotta so, give
2: my fifth one, don't I? I didn't give my fifth one yet.
1: Well cheddy playing this game?
2: Well, oh, you're playing the game.
0: No, shit. just a huh. no, just just a lean to Washington, but I wanna get how many units you have on on Washington, Campbell.
1: Me? Three. Three? Me, All right, that's your best it's my bet. My best that's my best bet
0: okay Bambi's best bet Trip, triple B that's great okay <laughs> Alex we, we are ready for you what do you got Is this no your best bet's uh, Cincinnati right
2: yes fade the Jets All right. so I gotta, I'm ending it with the one unit on a game i love to discuss with you two because the line doesn't make sense so I am going to get suckered by one line this week but I, I love Dallas I love Dallas to be hanging around until <laughs> mid to late January I think they're a really good team. Minnesota has not been impressing me at all. Take Dallas. You're not even given a field goal in this game. Lay the two. I don't trust the Vikings to be able to keep up with Dallas. And if it's of the two quarterbacks, who's going to turn it over? I think Cousins would lead the way there. I like Dallas. One unit. Beat Minnesota. Um, in Ugh. terms of the, I love it. I love the groan. I love the groan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I love Dallas in this game. I know the spread is baiting me with it, but I'm going to get baited for one unit, not my best one. Go Dallas over Minnesota. Oh, man. Well, I, I do have a
0: play in this game. It's, it's my last play as well. So, if you don't mind, Campbell, while while we're here, um, I'll just so right throw ahead. my last bet. Um, I've been following the, the Cowboys, obviously, for a long time. They, they are my team, but – Um, I've been following the Dak Prescott injury and I do think he's going to play how much it's going to limit him with the calf injury I don't know it was probably a grade two strain which is on the moderate scale if it was a if it was a grade one strain he'd be fine by now they could be just be uh, overly cautious with him in terms of getting him back Uh, he was limited in practice today I do think he's going to play but I do think it's going to affect the game plan against the Vikings. I lean Minnesota in the game, but I think this total is just way too high. I don't understand. I think that the total is just inflated based on what Dallas has done and uh, what Minnesota has done offensively. But I, I like the under in this game. I think the Cowboys are going to come out protecting Dak a little bit. They're going to run the ball a little bit more than they usually do. Uh, the Vikings do have a solid run defense. So I think that that might not bode well for Dallas in this game, but I'm going to go with under 55, uh, in the game. I'm going to put two units on that. Uh, and that's going to be my final play. Uh, Alex, you, you went through your handicapping of this game. So let's take it to Campbell. Uh, do you have a lean or a play in
1: this? Um, if I had to make a play on this, I would lean towards a teaser towards Minnesota on this. Um, I think Minnesota is good enough to keep it within a touchdown, but I think Dallas has too many weapons on offense to win the game out right. So I agree with Alex uh, keeping it under three points. Uh, Dallas would be my lean under three, but if I could get Minnesota over through that seven, I would look into teasing Minnesota.
0: Well, you read my mind because I'm just gonna throw in my teaser while we while we're <laughs> on the topic. Uh, my teaser is gonna be Minnesota on Things again, so they're at two and a half. So I'll get, get Minnesota to plus eight and a half. And that, although this other team doesn't fit the long teaser, it's not going through seven. You are going through three. Uh, just because the Chargers were my, were my best bet, I'm going to tease them down from five and a half or six. Just get them down. Plus eight and a half uh, on Sunday Night Football, and then I'm going to get the Chargers. It's plus half a point. So pretty much just money line. Uh, let's go to. Alex, uh, for your teaser, and then we'll finish up with Campbell's teaser.
1: Ah,
2: For my teaser, because you guys know I love to do this, I don't believe in any of that nonsense. Chetty says that that well-researched, go through three, go through seven. Now I'll just take 15 and make it eight. And I'll take ten and a half, and I'll make it four. So I will take uh, – I will use it on the Rams and the Bengals. <laughs> get it down oh a little bit for me. You know, uh, You know, I could go the other way just to get the odds in my favor and lay the 20 and a half, but I'll be disciplined. And I'll be the Rams laying eight and a half against Houston and the Bengals laying four and a half against Jets. Campbell,
0: what, what are your thoughts on this? I, I think it's good to talk this stuff out. I, I just want to get your thoughts on the Alex Vecchio special, teaser special of the week, teasing through 10, getting it to
2: eight and a half. I
0: love it. Campbell, tell me you have the same teaser as Alex. <laughs> it's... I do not have the same, same teaser as Alex. I, I, don't I do
1: not have the same strategy to
0: Alex. Alex. But if Alex thinks that his two best plays against the spread... spread
1: all for it to get an Next. extra six points. That's all I can say about that. It's not what okay. I would play, but good luck on look to him on that. Um, so we'll go to my teaser. It's actually two games I didn't make any plays on straight up, but I am actually going to lay the extra juice to get a six-and-a-half-point teaser on this one. I am looking at Chicago. They're a four-point dog right now at home against San Francisco. I'm going to look to bump that up to t- plus ten-and-a-half. And I'm going to pair that with Tennessee, who's sitting at plus one, and get that up to seven and a half. So I'm going to do Tennessee, seven and a half, Chicago, Tennessee, seven and a half, Chicago, ten, uh, ten and a half, and lay the extra minus 130 um, for that extra half a point.
0: I like that a lot. When you look at – and we didn't go over the Niners and the Bears. Uh, I, I don't think San Francisco deserves to be laying four or against anybody right now. Uh, I know recency biased with how bad they looked against Colts, but uh, with a low total, this, this total is at 39.5. You don't see that often these days in the NFL. So getting Chicago at double digits, I mean, you're essentially getting 20% of the points just with your teaser. So uh, I like that as well, getting them through the key numbers of 7 and 10. Uh, I like it. Guys.
1: That's how you won how- it.
0: That's, uh, we have a new Wong teaser format uh, created here on bet with Chet or Bambi's best. What is it? Triple
1: B. Bambi's Bambi best, best bets bets. Bets. Triple B.
0: Say that 10 times fast. Guarantee you can't do it. Uh, no. Let's go to any of the nationally televised games. We, we did nobody interesting. Uh, the Monday night thriller with the giants and the chiefs, but, uh, Let's go to Green Bay at Arizona first. Obviously, we know about the news with Devontae Adams and now, uh Alan Lazard as well is going to be out with COVID. So this line, man, opened up at Arizona minus three. It's ballooned all the way up to six and a half. There was actually a seven out there very briefly at Circa, and it was bought back down to six and a half very, very quickly. So you probably got some sharp that came in and took Green Bay at plus seven and took it right back down to six and a half. So – this is one of these shady lines where is it an overreaction just because of Devontae Adams? I know he's one of the greatest, if not one of the the best wide receivers in the game today, but you don't typically see this kind of, of line move with a wide receiver. Usually this is reserved for quarterbacks. Uh, do you guys believe that Devontae Adams is worth three and a half, four points?
1: Um, Three and a half, four points. No, I mean, he is probably the best wide receiver in the league, but for a single wide receiver, I don't think three and a half, four points is worth it. I, I could see, I could see one, two points, but three and a half is just too much.
0: It is, Alex. Uh, you have a lean in this game. Do you believe that Devontae uh, is worth uh, that many points?
2: No, but I think what you're getting is more than that. It's more, you know, the. The sum is equal to the whole of the parts, right? It's Devontae Adams. It's Lazard. It's a distracted team worried about COVID. It's uh, – who'd they lose? They lost uh, their defensive coordinator. Is that what the – is that the person who spread it around in that?
0: Yeah. I, I believe so, yes.
2: Yeah, so, you, you know, you're not going to have a defensive coordinator in the game. It's a big game on short rest. Um, you know, you probably are honestly getting a little bit of value on the Packers because you still have Aaron Rodgers. You know, you're probably going to be tossing a to Tunyon and Cobb and um, a lot. I've, loved, I've really liked the Packer defense this year. It's played really well. The, the, the Cardinals, man, they, they can beat you a lot of ways. They can hammer you with Connor. They can throw Edmonds at you. DeHop, I don't know if you paid attention to what A.J. Green's doing is the three receiver there, but he's starting to really play well in, in certain spots. Um, I think, you know, it, it would have been three and a half, four Cardinals anyway. And then I think, you know, a distracted short week did kind of push it forward. And I don't blame people for going that way. Not betting it myself, but I would lean Cardinals and lay those points. For See, those I don't – I don't, I don't know.
0: I have I've not – and you can speak on this too, Campbell. I, I haven't been impressed with Green Bay's defense. We, You spoke about Washington and how they outgamed them by far last week. Uh, yards per play-wise, this <sighs> defense – I think has some holes in it that just they haven't been exposed based on the level of competition that they've played this season. They, I think they're going to get exposed this week against Arizona, but the, the problem is that the, the value on Arizona has been gone. I mean, if you got Arizona locked in at three, you know, earlier this week, then you're, you're walking pretty tall. You're, you're good. But the fact that it's up to six and a half now, like I'm, the value has gone. I'm not laying three and a half extra points even with Devontae Adams being out, with me it's either if this line gets to seven or seven and a half, then I lean Green Bay. But I I can't lay these points with Arizona now uh, after the value has been gone.
2: Just a lesson in when you bet the games, right? And then if you – Alex, if you interrupt yeah,
0: Campbell no, no, again, no,
2: this is his show. Alex, you can't <laughs> interrupt the man. Listen, I, I'm just holding out for my giant take.
1: <laughs> as, as, <laughs> a fan, as a fan of the game, just enjoy what, what we're going to be getting on. Seven no team against a six and one team. Both teams six and one against the spread, so both teams are playing up to their potential. Um, and then the one stat that did. Um, catch my eye. Aaron Rodgers is undefeated without Devontae Adams on the field. So, I mean, yes, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league, but Aaron Rodgers knows how to manipulate the game without him. Um, I think you'll see other players step up, like uh, Tanyin and Randall Cobb, this week. Um, um based defense. Team defense, defense is a liability. Um, if I had to lean, mean, would I would probably lean, lean, Arizona, lean Arizona giving six and a half. Um, if it got up to seven, I would definitely count Green Bay at the seven, now.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting how this line moves close to game time. In a situation like this, uh, I think if it gets to seven or really seven and a half, yeah. I, I think if you either take the seven and a half of Green Bay or you tease Arizona down to one and a half, I think it hits either way, so I don't know if the books are gonna get that kind of exposure. I think it's probably gonna hover around six and a half. Maybe it gets to seven again for a split second. Uh, I don't think this is crossing seven, though. What do you guys think?
1: I I don't think it's going to, going to either. I think I think it's maxed out where it's where it's going to be line um, wise.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's hear the Alex Dalvecchio. New York Giants special breakdown. We need to do this every single week so we keep (laughs) tab on the Giants to see where this organization is going. What are your thoughts on the Monday Night game?
2: You're gonna get, and here's so I I left it out because I like to keep all of our bets to Sunday. You are getting to me the perfect recipe to bet the Chiefs this week. You're going to get the Chiefs off in a Giants off a good game. The Giants just lost Jabril Peppers, which people may not pay attention to, but he does a lot of things well in that chameleon Patrick Graham defense that they run. But I'll tell you this, that line's going to go down. It was at 10 and a half. It's at nine and a half today. Tony, Galladay, Saquon, Shepard are all going to play next Monday. People are going to get gassed up on the Giants and try to fade the Chiefs. And I'm telling you, a desperate Chiefs team in Kansas City against an Awful giant team. The Giants stink. Don't get distracted. They stink. The Chiefs are going to maul the Giants on Monday. Love the spot for the Chiefs. It's probably going to go down to eight, I bet it gets to, and then just pound the Chiefs, and you'll be winning by halftime.
1: I'm with you on this one, too, Alex. I mean, the line opened at Chiefs lane 13, and I think there's just been a giant overreaction to the results last week. Both ways. Um, I think the Chiefs are definitely a two-touchdown better team than the Giants. I think even with the Giants starters coming back, I don't – I mean, the Chiefs have been playing bad. The Chiefs have been careless with the ball and turning the ball over. But they are still very dangerous on offense. And I don't think the Giants have the defense to stop them nor the offense to keep up with them.
0: All good points. Um, do you guys know if Chris Jones is going to be back again this week? He, he did play uh, last week. He had full participation by the end of the week, and he, and he did play. Um, it seems like the Chiefs are relatively healthy. Uh, I know they're still missing Hitchens, a linebacker, and a couple other offensive skill position players. But it seems like injury-wise they're okay. Obviously we, we, you have to be concerned about – that shot that uh, Mahomes took at the end of the game. He clear concussion protocol. He's going to play. Uh, but speaking of Patrick Mahomes' head, something doesn't seem right with this guy. Uh, he seems very hesitant with the football. Uh, he, he seems to be holding on to the ball too long when he drops back in the pocket. Uh, what do you think is wrong with Pat Mahomes, and is it something that he could correct in one week? I have a theory. Can I give my theory?
2: My, okay, you can go first, Candace. Go ahead.
1: No, right, you can go first, who's go going ahead?
2: ahead. Me? So, yes, let's go, Alex. It's easy to ignore because he's not a superstar back. It's easy to ignore Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or last year LaShawn McCoy or those guys that can run the ball and put him in second and four, second and two once in a while, run the screen game, the, the slot route passes they love running, the wheel routes to running backs that Mahomes loves. Williams isn't it. This guy's not good. He's a step slower than he was last year and a step slower than probably three steps slower than he was two years ago. They have no integrity to the running game. Teams are teeing off. The Titans ignored him in that game because he couldn't be, I mean, they were doing zone blitzes, covering him with a D end. He couldn't get open. And that's Mahomes' safety valve. If you really watch Chiefs games, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire wakes up with, you know, eight catches for 60 yards a lot and you may not pay attention to it but that's the that's his net that's how they do everything because you know he goes deep third in hills the first three then kelsey then the running back he has no safety net anymore it's easier to defend the chiefs than it was it's not going to matter this week against the giants but that's what's happening with Mahomes. the the offense can't be run
0: we're gonna keep going on we we did lose uh brian uh i did send him the uh, invite to get back in the chat, so we'll just keep going uh, about this game. There he is. Uh, Sorry, a lot of oh, you're you're good. A lot of interesting uh, matchups, not just with players, but with coaches as well. Uh, longtime Giants defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, uh, currently the Spagnuolo, coordinator of the Chiefs. Are you
2: even Italian, Spagnuolo? Yeah, sometimes you know <laughs> I, I
0: get the I get those words incorrect. I'm so used to saying Forchetti when my name is actually Forchetti. forchetti. Forchetti? Or Forchetti. There are multiple <laughs> ways to say it, but it's really Forchetti. But yeah, it the Italian forchetti. is Forchetti. <laughs> forchetti. And, and just a fun fact, my name in Italian means
1: fork. <laughs> Good. But well, it's interesting I, since you don't eat. But sure. All right. So Alex went the whole serious <laughs> route with his theory. I have a different theory on where okay. Mahomes' heads at. I mean, Mahomes is in the backfield pretty much thinking – What's his brother dancing on now? What's his wife tweeting about now? <laughs> get off TikTok, get off Twitter. Those, let the man uh, just quarterback.
2: Those things, it's true. Those, those things I don't think I don't buy into those things mattering in football. I think base baseball maybe basketball yes. But football, when someone's coming to kill you every single play, I think it's easy to forget about what's going on outside the
0: field. It seems like that – oh, doggy. It seems like that Super Bowl hangover seems to be going on on a year-to-year basis. The Chiefs, uh, obviously, they lost last year in the Super Bowl. It seems to be carrying over into this year. And we just lost Campbell again, so I'm going to get him back in the chat as I'm saying this. But uh, how much do you put into that – Super Bowl hangover from, from the year prior. Do you think it has every, any merit carrying into next
2: season? Oh, I definitely do. Yeah, I mean, teams that lose the Super Bowl always normally come out pretty slow the following year. Um, also, you know, it, it was a, a risky thing Andy Reid tried to do. He tried to basically rebuild the offensive line from scratch in the offseason. Hard to do. You know, ask the Giants how easy it is to build an offensive line in one offseason. You know, right. I, 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 don't think, I don't think he's done a great job. I don't think that offensive line is very good. And, you know, like I said, if they can't run the ball because they don't have a running back who can, who can get you, you know, 4.2 yards per carry, it's an offense. It's almost like a gimmick offense. But because of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, you can do it. But if you don't have that, that underneath – remember, Clyde edwards ran the Westbrook role, the McCoy role, Andy Reid, you know, passing to the running backs is huge in his offense. And if he doesn't have that guy, he's going to struggle for a while until Clyde Edwards-Hillary gets back, but not this week. He's going to kill the Giants this week.
0: Pat Mahomes needs all the help he can get. He needs that running game. He needs that defense, which has more holes than Swiss cheese, uh, to help him out on a week-to-week basis. That was evident last week. It seems to me that Mahomes is just trying to carry this entire team. He needs – all the help he can get right now, including from the coaching staff as well. So uh, well, if they're going to get back on track, it's this week.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, not only that, Chris Jones, you mentioned, it, he's coming back, and spagnolan, and the big defensive blitzes that he loves to run, they, they got a matchup they're going to love. The Giants offensive line stinks. Daniel Jones loves to fumble. You could see the Chief defense getting right this week, and you could see it being a
1: – And this is still a Chiefs playoff team. I mean,
2: and, and that'll be three and five if they lose. Like when, Chet, when Chetty said, Will Chris Jones play? It kind of dawned on me he has to. They can't go three and five in the AFC in that division. They just can't do it. Right. Really. They need the game. They need the game at home against a bad team. And you're getting great value on the line because of what happened last week both ways. You know, this, this is on a tee for you to take the Chiefs this week. True. The, the,
0: the one thing the Giants does have going for them, specifically Daniel Jones, he does tend to play better on the road as opposed to being in New York. And I think that stems from the pressure that he plays at home in front of that New York crowd. He knows that he knows that those fans don't cater to him and don't want him as the long-term answer, a quarterback. So I think when Daniel Jones gets away from that crowd, he tends to play better on the road. But with that being said, there are just too many injuries on this team uh, for them to be competitive against a high scoring offense like Kansas City. Uh, so I definitely lean Kansas City with you guys as well, but it's just too many points for me. Uh, before we end the podcast, do you guys have any closing thoughts on this week? We can start with you, Campbell.
1: I mean, my closing thoughts is going to be enjoy seeing the Lions get their first win this week. I mean, <laughs> this
0: All right. Alex, any closing thoughts?
2: I do. You know, and and last week I made the joke that, like, this past Sunday was the Sunday to sort of uh, get in touch with your spouses or significant other because the games were awful. The games are really, really good this week. It starts tomorrow with Packers-Cardinals. I think Sunday night is a really good game. Monday has its own value because you get to watch Eli Manning watch the Giants, which is must-see TV for me. (laughs) But much better game. You know, Chargers-Patriots is a really good game. Buck Saints in the four o'clock hour is going to be a great game. Colts Titans at one is going to be good. Yeah. Just really, really solid week of football. And we're to ha- make up we're, for the fiasco last week. So we're halfway Jackson, through the season. We're Seahawks. halfway
1: through the season now. Uh, you're going to start to see the playoff pushes begin. So yeah, a, team, you got teams that are desperate. They're going to be fighting hard to get back into the playoff race. You got teams at the top looking and, to hold their position up there. So teams are going to be you know coming what, out maybe, to play now.
2: And I'll tell you something else, too, and it's more more of a college football thing. Weird stuff happens Halloween weekend in the NFL. Look for for some weird stuff this week. It's going to be a really, really fun Sunday. And looking forward. Much better than last week. Much better than last week for sure.
0: Uh, Great thoughts, as always. We have all of our plays, and we will review them next week, leading into week nine of the National Football League. We thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.